How do you manage your personal boundaries as the owner of your business when you're also trying to help your business get visible? Hi, welcome to another conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset leadership coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're digging in to a conversation about visibility. When you're a new or an established business owner, visibility should be front and center of your game, like how you're spending your time, how you're focusing on building your audience, getting people to know you, putting yourself out there. If you're not, you know, engaging in a revenue generating activity, you need to be engaging in a visibility activity, something that's going to get you warm leads, bring people into your business and help people find out about you, what you do and how you serve. And I think sometimes that visibility game gets awfully tricky because people start to ask things of us and say, hey, I can offer you my audience of 1,500 people and you can do a free training for them and that'll help you be visible. But what they're actually asking you is for you to work for free. Or they'll say, if you just write this article, I'll share it with my email list. And they have you generating content for their business in the name and vein of visibility. And I just did visibility in air quotes and listening to the podcast, you totally missed it. So here's the thing. That's where today's listener finds us. Um, She's got a question that came up in my Facebook group. And so I'm going to dive in and I'll find you on the other side. Hi, Heather. I listened to your podcast on being true to yourself this morning, and you reminded me of some moments in 2018 when people approached me for collaboration, and I had to make a choice between appeasing an unsuitable partner and giving up a shot at exposure. It was icky at times. If you would like to use this for your podcast, I'd love to get your two cents. In one case, there was a business owner who called me up and invited me to take on a significant portion of her clients, but then backtracked after after watching me do a four-hour workshop under very awkward circumstances. It was my first time presenting the material I had created from scratch, plus she had registered participants simultaneously in person and on Zoom, but her offices were so dark that the online participants couldn't see me. After watching the presentation, she expressed concern that people weren't participating enough, but ignored my ideas for setting it up for success next time. She also opted not to survey the participants for feedback. Instead, she decided that I should give up my next paid shift and essentially watch her do my job for four hours on Saturday for free. She didn't have the training or the prepared material, but she was sure I would benefit from watching her give it a try. I turned it down and suggested that I take specific training for audience engagement instead. I would have loved to connect with more of her clients, but I haven't heard back. She subsequently advertised and registered participants for the following workshop with my name still attached and then canceled it. Several clients contacted me afterwards asking for the slides and said they loved the workshop. They also gave reasons why they were quiet. Example, they were sharing sensitive family situations with other participants, many of whom were off camera. So I was satisfied that I did well given the circumstances, but disappointed it evidently wasn't the business owner's cup of tea. I also thought of another entrepreneur who approached me for a collaboration, but who was very flaky with showing up and 
for in-person meetings and scheduled phone calls and bumped our first agreed upon deadline. She's been quiet since I brought up the topic of a contract so we could set down our verbal agreements and I have decided not to pursue her. In my gut, I'm quite sure I made the right call by choosing not to chase these opportunities when the business owners didn't value my time or my talents. Still, I don't think I'm clear on what I would put up with. People do make mistakes and I want to give them a chance to be human but I don't want to be a doormat. Do you think it would be useful for me to have a firm set of do's or don'ts for prospective partners the same way I do as for my friends? Do you have a set of boundaries that you work from? When do you make it work and when do you walk away? I, you know, I think this is a great question and I think it's a really important conversation. I'm so glad you brought it to the show. Thank you for that. So here's the thing. We all get to choose how we move through the world. If we go back to one of the core things that I talk about on this show over and over again, Maya Angelou's teaching, right? When someone shows you who they are, believe them. If we turn that quote inside out, our challenge is to make sure that we're moving through the world and running our lives and running our businesses in such a way that when people see who we are, they believe us. So if you had said yes to that free Saturday workshop training by somebody who clearly didn't have the full story or all of the information, she would have learned from you that she runs the show, her like her way or the highway, and that your opinion doesn't matter and she can just walk over it. What you did by saying, you know what, I don't think this is the best use of my time. This is actually time that I'm getting paid for by other clients. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take a pass. You showed her that you're not willing to work under those circumstances. But what's actually more critical here is you showed yourself that you weren't willing to work under those circumstances because that's the actual gold that happens on the other side of boundary setting is we reinforce for ourselves what our own worth is and what we value and how we define what self-respect looks like. It begins and ends with us and we get to decide what we're willing to do and we're not willing to do in the name of visibility and exposure. And I think, you know, the same thing goes with the second person that when she was moving through the world with you and showing you how her business operates and how she manages her time and her business, she showed you repeatedly that she doesn't value yours. She Maybe she's not organized. Maybe she lets other things take priority. But for whatever reason, even when you are the, you know, sort of the assigned thing in her schedule, you're not necessarily going to come first. And I think you made a good call and moving away from that. What you're not really identifying for yourself and giving yourself enough credit for is that you moved away because there was an absence of ownership on both of these individuals' parts. Like you want, of course, you want to be able to cut people slack. Of course, you want to make room for a mistake. Of course, you want to allow the opportunity for people to be human. But when you are giving people permission to be human, you're doing that because of how they're engaging in the relationship with you. So when you said to the person, hey, your room was kind of dark, and she was like, no, 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 this just was your training, and you didn't do a good job. When you said to somebody, we were scheduled to meet at this time, we agreed to this deadline, maybe we need to get this in a contract, they ran away. Both of those people showed you who they were and how they moved through the world 
by not engaging in the repair, by not owning their part of the misunderstanding and not, you know, having that conversation with you. If someone had said to you, gosh, you know, I just saw this training. I put you up on this for four hours and now I'm realizing the lighting was kind of crap. I'm so sorry. Next time we try this, we got to do this with better lighting. Maybe we'll get more engagement. Based on how that person has that conversation with you, there's room to grow there. There's room for seeing that you're respected and valued. The same thing with the second person who blew off the deadline and missed your t- her time with you. If she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. What an idiot I am. Like the kids got sick back to back and I juggled all these things and this just caught me completely unaware and I was on the wrong day in my calendar. I'm so sorry. Do you need to be paid for your time? That person is showing you that they see you, that they value you, and that that is somebody who's worth being human for. That's how I judge this, right? Like that all the time. People are going to make mistakes. People are going to miss the mark. And in their repair process, they show you who they are. That's what allows you to believe them. And that's what allows you to make decisions that are in line with your business and that you can feel good about. So a recent example that happened for me is somebody had done a a sort of a quick consultation call with me and I had sort of turned the opportunity down. In turning down the opportunity, I said, hey, I think that this is actually, you know, we were talking about A, but what I really think you need is B. And my B option was um, an intensive with me, a three hour deep dive into um, their business and um, and what they were trying to accomplish for themselves. And I sent the link to my schedule and I didn't hear anything. The next thing I know, I get a ding in my email because this person has scheduled themselves in a three hour block. They signed up for my intensive. They didn't email me back or ask me any questions about it. They just like took immediate action, scheduled themselves into my calendar only for me to realize that they had made that investment in themselves and in their business only for me to realize that my schedule should have been blocked for that day. And she filled in a time that I wasn't going to be working. And I was so embarrassed. Um, I was so nervous saying like, hey, I took a chance. I offered this intensive. The person said yes. And oh my God, now she's put herself into a time block that I'm not working. I can't possibly make it work. So I emailed her in the moment and said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed that this happened. Here are my other times. And then I didn't hear from back in that email. And again, my anxiety is going up. I'm worried about making a bad first impression. So I reached out to her virtual assistant, like one of her office administrative people who I happened to know and said, hey, I don't know if you have an alternative email for this person, but she's booked herself for a three hour slot. I don't want her to show up for the call live. I need to find a way to reach her so I can let her know that I need to reschedule. And then I sent her another email to another address in the hope that it would somehow reach her. And it was a nervous couple of days for me. But yes, I finally heard back from her and we were able to reschedule. And I'm glad that I got sort of street cred for being human, that it was clear in my repair that I was embarrassed. I said so repeatedly. I took every effort to let her know ahead of time 
so as to not waste your time. So I move through the world in the same way that I would want someone to move through the world for me. If those business owners who want to collaborate with you and want to partner up with you are showing up for you in spades like that, even if they're messing it up, I think you go ahead because your gut is going to tell you this is someone who sees me and respects my time. Somebody who doesn't see you and doesn't respect your time or isn't willing to own that a collaboration is a form of relationship and you have to have basic relationship skills in order for that collaboration to be successful, you're largely going to want to take a pass on those opportunities. Because what you're going to find is, yes, you might get some exposure, but these people aren't showing up for themselves. You're never going to see them show up for you in a way that brings in warm leads or changes the bottom line in your business. So absolutely, I think you have boundaries and expectations for what you're willing to do in the name of visibility and exposure for your business. The other thing, too, that as an aside to this, that I just happened to sort of hear and come to mind as I was reading your letter is that the other thing is that you then get to perceive the opportunities to create those experiences for yourself because you did the workshop and those people reached out to you. So I don't know if you just got lucky and they knew how to find you, but in doing that workshop, they somehow were able to connect to you so that they could follow up. I always want folks to do exactly that, to be perceiving the opportunities when they can control the narrative, when they can control their visibility and exposure. Yes, we're always going to need networking. We're always going to need people who have our back and drop our name and suggest us for things. But I also think a lot of times new and newly established business owners get in this habit of playing the waiting game. They sit back and they wait for the opportunity or they may passively go looking for the opportunity, but they don't get in the driver's seat of that. And if you can always, when you're trying to build visibility for your business and gain exposure for your business, if you can keep yourself in the driver's seat by looking for and taking advantage of those opportunities, then you are operating from your own personal boundaries from the get-go and you get to control the narrative and the messaging. And that sets you up for way more success. I think you did a good job in that and allowing people to help you find you in the follow through. And I would just encourage you to continue to do that. Thanks so much for your question. This topic of visibility is so crucial. We have to decide as business owners who we're going to be and how we're going to move through the world. And I'm so glad that you took the time to write in. If anyone else has a question for the show and would like my two cents on their problem, please do find me over at Heather at Choose to have it all.com. You can, um, you know, send in your question and I'll get back to you on the show. Thanks so much for the conversation today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.